So is he real? Who? The boogeyman. I read you quoted. You don't believe in the boogeyman? I believe in Michael Myers, a deranged serial killer, but the boogeyman. What's up, creeps, and welcome to a brand new Brain Stew Fresh Frights review. That's right. This week we are talking about the movie that may go down in history as one of the most divisive ever to land in the horror genre. You're all talking about it. We're talking about it tonight with an extremely special guest. I'm Justin. I'm Jeremy, and tonight we're joined by celebrity agent extraordinaire, host of Horror's Hallowed Grounds, host of the popular podcast, The Thing with Two Heads, with Chris Nelson. I'm talking about Sean Clark, a.k.a. Mr. Halloween himself. That's what I dubbed you, so welcome to the show, man. Welcome back to the show. A.k.a. Malfunction. <laughs> Malfunction, bitches. Uh, I'm, how you doing, man? Thanks for Good, having me man. back. Yeah, dude, thanks for coming back, man. You've uh, You've been... Hella busy lately. You had Monster Palooza this past weekend. So, how'd that go, I've man? A crazy schedule, man. My schedule's been nuts. I mean, I I've just been running ragged. I think we just came back from where the hell did I just come back from? I don't even remember. I just came back from somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like thrust right into the Halloween premiere. Then the next night, uh, Halloween or yeah, Horror Nights, Universal Horror Nights. And then straight into Monster Palooza, and then got home late last night, and uh, <clears throat> just starting to work on all the rest rest of the shit coming up. I was supposed to go to Manchester on Wednesday, but um, some there were some things changed in regards to that convention, and uh, ended up I didn't have to go. So I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm not I'm not disappointed that i'm not getting on a 12-hour flight to manchester england yeah so. yeah dude you busy busy schedule and you just released a new episode of your podcast uh we did but it got taken down shortly after um i haven't even had a chance to deal with that yet there was a copyright thing so oh shit well, okay yeah <clears throat> a lot of people saw it though because i mean it was only up for a couple hours but i got tons of feedback this weekend at monster palooza and i'm like oh you nice. saw it <laughs> okay nice nice is, is the audio still up there is that down as well i don't even know yeah. i don't know if uh i'm not sure i don't put up the audio thing uh audio. the guys that run uh slash and cast do that nice that's a good question i need to look into that i don't even yeah. know my buddy matt ray hit me up he was like dude sean just talked about how your your thing dog monster got peed on on his show yeah. <laughs> yep. so uh yeah you know thanks for the <clears throat> dog pee shout out story yeah, <laughs> yeah we talked so about that on our show that. and he uh he talked about that fucking story for about 15 minutes with the most red face i've ever seen a human showcase oh yeah 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 i and i was tame with it because i was fucking pissed <laughs> <laughs> no, pun pun unintended i was pissed yeah. about that shit but uh, i wish i could have seen that oh dude it was <laughs> I, you know, I've already talked about it, but to recap, like it, ha it almost felt like it happened in slow motion. Like the dog was <laughs> lifting his leg and my arm was extended like, no. So, you know, it made for a fucking great story. And obviously you thought yeah. of it too. So there's yeah. that. Who I would have paid good money to be there the for that. Mention anyway, you know, yeah, uh, dude, fuck a uh, fucking asshole. But, uh, so man, Halloween season is upon us. You know, you went to the premiere 
of of Halloween ends and a bunch <clears> of spooky <throat> stuff going on. So, like, how was the premiere, man? It was a blast. I mean, um, it's funny because um, it's kind of, sorry, my dog's going nuts. Um, it was kind of weird that they they had all three premieres at the same theater, uh, Grauman's Chinese, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is a beautiful theater, but it it, it kind of takes away from the excitement when it's like the same place, you know. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. So I just kind of felt like, oh, here we are again, you yep. know. Um. Hear my dogs. My dogs. Dude, it's all good. <laughs> dude, I don't know. Dude has not made a sound all day, and of course, right now, that's how it always is. Yep. And something's going on because they're getting into it. Um, but <laughs> uh, but it's weird. They had the 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 premiere, at the Chinese theater, and then the after party every year was a different location. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if they do that on purpose to try to throw people off so they don't know where we're all going. Right. I I don't. You know, not where I'm going. Nobody cares where I'm going, but you know, Jamie, <laughs> the people they care about. Um, but uh, yeah, the first year was really cool because it was literally across the street at the Roosevelt Hotel. So yep. we just walked across the street, went to the party. Yeah. Then the next year, it was at some hotel that was pretty far, like you know, mile. You know, yeah. we weren't really going to walk. Right. This year. It was at a place called Katine, um, which I don't even know. I think it might be a hotel. I don't know what it is, but it was it was like an outdoor atrium thing. And um, it was a bit of a walk, but it, it was walkable because uh, I actually I parked right by there. I was trying to figure out how to make this as easy as possible, because if you ever been to Hollywood and Highland, that parking garage is a nightmare and I didn't want to park there and then have to leave the premiere and get stuck in traffic trying to get to the party. So I parked at a paid parking lot by the party. Then we, Nay and I walked to Musso and Frank's and had dinner with Nick Castle. And then the three of us walked to the Chinese theater and he had parked at Hollywood and Highland. So it, it all worked out. And then we walked to the party after after the movie, which we ended up beating a lot of people there, uh, cause traffic, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I was at the, fun. uh, hell yeah. I was at the, uh, 2018 premiere. Obviously I didn't get to go to the, like the after party or anything, but I was there at the red carpet and, uh, man, I, I got two, two funny stories, um, <clears throat> from, from that, uh, both of them, I guess, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. I'll just tell them. Uh, so, one of my buddies lives in the UK and is like one of the nicest guys ever. And so like Mickey Yablons and Erwin Yablons were there. And like, I had just met both of them at age 40, like the day before. So I was walking past and I saw Mickey and I saw Erwin and I just said, hello. Cause I'd already seen them the day before and gotten their autographs and their pictures. And <laughs> my buddy Grant, who's super nice. And you probably know Grant walked up to Mickey Yablons and was like, Mickey, it's so great to see you. Can I get a photo with you? Dude, Mickey Yablons was like, no, absolutely not. No fucking pictures. And he was just standing there. <laughs> and I'm and like, Grant is like the nicest person on the planet. And he was so polite, like just asking, can I get a photo with you? And Mickey Yablons was like, he didn't say fuck off, but he might as well have. He was like, no, 
you can't take a picture with me, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, he wasn't even walking the red carpet. He was just standing there. So I'm like, wow. Which which was crazy because like I had just seen Mickey and I was like, what's up, man? He was like, oh, how's it going? And then this other guy walks up and he's like, get the fuck away, pretty much. So I was like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Well, was the guy from the UK, he didn't meet him at the convention? I don't know. Um, I'm guessing no, maybe not. I don't know, huh. but he just tried to get a photo and Mickey Bonds was pretty much like, fuck right off. Not having when that shit. Se- when, yeah, when two seconds before that, he was like super nice to me. Um, so, you know, there's that. And then uh, the... Um, the guy that played the dad in Halloween 2018, he played mm-hmm. uh, Artie, the world's strongest man on Pete and Pete, and his uh, his real name is escaping me. Um, either way, he uh, he showed up, and I've got my Halloween 2018 poster. He's the guy that gets killed with the bells and the yes, chain, yes, right? and he's like, I got peanut butter on my penis. That guy, yeah, um, <laughs> which is still that dialogue, a line. Though, that dialogue. That's a great line. I love it. Uh, so he he shows up, and we were like, hey. Hey man, uh, Toby Huss, I think his name is actually, I think it just came to me. So I was like, Hey man, uh, you know, we're big fans, like super, you know, we saw the movie at the early screening at age 40 or whatever, man. Like, would you mind signing? And dude, he, he just laughed. I think he was there with his wife and he just laughed and shook his head, but then he didn't know how the fuck to get on the red carpet. Like he was walking around and literally he was like, how the fuck do I get on this thing? So he wouldn't sign the poster. He didn't, he wouldn't sign it. He laughed and shook his head. We were like, Oh, please Toby. Like we're, 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 we're big fans. You were great in the movie. And he just, he wouldn't do it. So then he didn't know how to get on the red carpet. And we were like, we saw him struggling and he literally was like, where the fuck do I get on? We we're like, actually, if you come this way and go right there, it brings you right to the red carpet. And he was like, ah, oh, thanks. So we we're like, all right, cool. Once he gets on the red carpet, he'll sign. And he got on the red carpet with his wife or whoever it was. And he walks up to, to me and my buddy, and you know, Devin, we were mm-hmm. like, Toby, man, would you, mind signing man and he literally he looked at us he stopped and he literally laughed and shook his head no wow and just kept walking i'm like come on man yeah like absolute <laughs> dick like Charles, like damn like like definitely went out of like it, if he would have just been like guys i'm not signing cool you don't owe me an autograph you know what i mean like nobody has to sign at any time but just the way he went about it i'm like what a party the world's strongest man that i grew up with is an absolute fucking dick Maybe it's because no, you were trying to have him sign something him. Halloween related instead of a Pete and Pete thing or something. He was at a Halloween fucking premiere. I know, but maybe I don't he's know, just man. like maybe he just like you know he loves to identify with that performance. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. No, that's the one place you should sign. I uh, yeah. yeah, I I never met him. Um, I never saw him on set. Oh wait, excuse me, I wasn't on twenty eighteen. I was on kills. Um, I never saw him at the. I saw him at the after party, but I didn't bother him. Um. Come to think of it, maybe Chris introduced me to him, but I didn't really talk to him. Yeah, well, he's a he's a dick. So, not not because he didn't sign, because like I said, he doesn't owe anybody a signature, but just the way he went about it. It's like, come on, man. There's a way you do it, and there's a way you don't do it. So, that's my uh my my unfortunately both my stories were like these people from Halloween are assholes, but uh (laughs) Mickey had always been cool with me. So yeah, that's weird. Yeah, Mickey. Maybe he doesn't like UK people. I don't know. Mickey's always been a super nice guy. That seems very out of character. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So that's 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 that man. So after party was good. Yeah, it was cool. Um, it was. It felt like the most laid back. Um, the second after party. I mean, they were all fun. The second one was. I think the thing that kind of bothered 
everybody a little bit um, in regards to the kills premiere and after party was that they made it a, a costume party. Yeah. And everybody I talked to was like, fuck, man, you know? And, <clears throat> you know, some of the actors that I knew who had never, this was their big, this was their big night. This is the first premiere they've ever had. They were, you know, and they're like, really? My big, my chance to really get dressed up and go to a premiere and you want me to wear a costume? Yeah. They, exactly. they weren't, they weren't stoked. I think, I, I you know, uh, and I wasn't stoked either. I, I didn't really like being in a costume all night. I just wanted sure. to hang out, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, this party was, uh, it was fun. And, um, I didn't even see Jamie at the kills party. I talked to her at the 2018 party. I talked to in 2018, I talked to her at the premiere and then I talked to her at the party, even got a picture with her at the party. Um, but it kills. I never spoke to her at the premiere. Didn't see her at the after party. Um, and uh, this time, didn't speak to her at the premiere. But then I did talk to her at the after party. And um, she, uh, it was funny because, like, she was in this corner, right? And with four huge security guards around her, like, <laughs> black suits. It, you couldn't get in her vicinity, right, without her permission. Jesus. And uh, so Chris had had a couple drinks, and he's all, hey, hey, you know, and 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 I was over, we were over on the other side. <clears throat> I didn't even know where she was. I hadn't seen her. And he goes, hey, let's go say hi to Jamie. And I said, <laughs> oh. I said, she's here. And he's like, yeah, he's in the corner. Come on. And we walk over there, and we get there, and the the – and he's like stops and he looks at me and he goes i'm just gonna wave i'm just gonna <laughs> wave like that because it was so ridiculous you couldn't get near and she sees chris waving and i see her look at him and then she looks at me and she points at you points at me and goes like that and then she gets up and so we were welcomed into the into the zone so to speak and uh and then she grabbed me by the shoulders and she goes what did you think? And uh, and then we had a moment. Now I'm oh, gonna say now that's, that's, sure. that's what the show was about. Sure. And uh, and then she, I talked to her, and then she said, "Let's get a picture, Chris." And her assistant was there, and uh, one of uh, the the key makeup girl that works for Chris, she was there, and we all got a group photo, and we took the picture, and then said goodbye, and we went back and party and i said to chris i said well that's a photo i'll never see because it was taken by like the party photographer or whatever right. you know and uh saturday morning i woke up after having a terrible day uh um this this last saturday yeah uh, i woke up and i look at my phone and i have a text message from jamie Lee curtis and i open it and it was the photo she oh, sent it awesome. no shit yeah that's awesome so, that was, I haven't posted it yet, but uh, I just thought that was really cool. And it had a she sent the picture with little emojis. There was a, a heart. Let me see what it was. It was a heart. It was a heart, a knife, a pumpkin. And let me see. What was it? There was four emojis. <laughs> trying to remember what they were. It, she didn't, didn't say anything. It was just emojis. Fuck uh, me, I love that woman. God, I love that woman so much. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it was super cool of her to do. And yeah, here it is. Heart, blood drop, knife, pumpkin. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. That's awesome yeah. to this. I got a couple uh, questions for my, my autograph brethren out there. So that that season, this time next year, we're going to be gearing up for hopefully uh, Halloween H45, 45 years of terror. Oh, cool. I hope. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad. That's awesome. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to that. Yeah. All right. It, <laughs> has she mentioned anything about an H45? Was she putting it on? No, no. no. Okay. We're doing the koi thing. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> okay. Well, we thought we've been talking about it. Good. Well, that's huh? exciting. Got to announce the convention first, yeah. though. Don't you get ahead of yourself? Yeah, I, just, I figure I, I don't know anything. I just figure it's it's coming, man. You know, you, you've done all the all the five years. There's been the anniversary convention, so I figured it's on yeah. on the horizon. Yeah. And you know, if this was truly her farewell, it'd be awesome if she showed up. So I figured I, I'd pick your brain a little bit on it. Yeah, I mean, it would be pretty perfect, right? Yeah. Yep. So. All right. Well, there's that one. <laughs> and uh, the next question and I, I can cut this out if, if you want, is private signings. Is there any Jamie Lee Curtis private signings on the horizon? We've talked about that too. Okay. I mean, she said if she ever does one, she's only doing it with me. Um, and every autograph company under the sun has pitched to me and begged. And it's, you know, it, it's a... It, it's like the whole thing with having her appear at a convention. I can't, it's a, it's a no win situation for me because I ultimately piss off a bunch of people, you know, um, when she did the, the convention 10 years ago, uh, which isn't it crazy that that was fucking 10 years ago. I know that's it's insane. Not. 10 years ago, next month. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, I had every promoter, pissed at me you know why not my show um same thing's gonna happen with the autograph dealer thing why not me you know yeah. um and it's, it's, you can't do them all it's not it's it's not it's impossible uh at least if she did h45 you can't be mad at me it's yep. a halloween convention absolutely you know absolutely. i mean it's like but yeah well there we, you know. fingers crossed i'll be there either way but there, you know, there's been talk of this. There's been rumors all over Facebook for months and months and months. You know, yeah. Jamie Lee, there's even a YouTube video where she, when she was in Texas, some autographers were trying to get her. And she said, mm -hmm. listen, I'm not going to right now, but I'm going to do another one of those things. And they were like, a convention? And she was like, yeah, it's one of those things. So One of those you know, things. I figured, I figured what, you know, who better to ask than you. So. And she, you know, she yeah, <laughs> and we like I said, we've been talking about it. It's it's all a matter of uh, when she completely commits. Um, you know, again, she said she'll only do it with me. You know, everything, every time, what what you know, what muddies the waters on this stuff is every time something like this happens or like that video got out there, then every promoter that doesn't have a good relationship with me starts bombarding her management saying, I hear she's open to doing it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Here's the money I'm offering. 
And it's not going to go down like that. It's a waste of time. It's not going to happen that way with her. Sure. You know, she's going to do what she wants to do. And, you know, she's already has a relationship with me. She trusts me. She says she'll only do it with me. But, you know, obviously there's people that like me that are going to try to go behind my back to try to steal it from me or even just sabotage it, which kind of almost happened with the one 10 years ago. There was a particular individual we were talking about earlier sure. before the show that tried to sabotage that whole thing. Um, and she ended up, I don't know if you remember her bringing it up in the night she came home documentary. Mm -hmm. She brought it up in that his name was never mentioned because sure. he doesn't deserve the credit. Right. And she also mentioned him in that article she wrote for Whorehound, but she didn't name him either. So she him. Sure. Uh, she don't remember his name, but I remind her, yeah. you know, <laughs> when it pops up. <laughs> Good. And she knows he's a terrible human being. Well, it's it's almost that time, man. One more year, and then we'll be at the uh, 45th anniversary, and I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah. Well, dude, let's uh, let's jump into this fucking thing, man. Halloween ends, which we know is false advertising. But hey, it looks cool on a poster, and it gets people excited well, to go to the theater. Halloween ends for this installment. No. For this installment, for, for these <laughs> no, two. Sean, if, if you had to place a bet, if you if you had to place a bet of when the next reboot is going to hit, how many years? Because my my guess is three years. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Somebody keeps texting me. Um. Hmm. I'm gonna go with five years. Five years, Justin. Yeah. I was saying to you on the phone earlier, I was looking at three, but five does seem to make a lot more sense. It's just the matter of, Let it breathe. I mean, the amount of money they know that can be made off this, but at the same time, it is always good. It's a generational thing as well for, you know, bring it to another new generation. We're going to have people crossing over into adulthood. A lot of the kids that are seeing the ones right now, and then, Hey, throw this to another generation of people that can also be Halloween fans. That always seemed to make the most sense to me, at least reboots that happen in less than five years. Don't usually at least do as well. So, I mean, personally, I'm just excited to see what route they take and what they're going to do with it. Because after this one, like we said, opening this episode, I mean, this one is causing the most of a tizzy in terms of fan reactions and being split right down the middle. I thought this shit was crazy for kills. Yeah. The whole, the whole, <laughs> hold your beer shit. Like, you know, this is even more insane. I mean, if you look at any social media or, you know, it's insane. So we'll get into the actual review here and I have to read the synopsis because Brady's not here to do it. So the official synopsis for Halloween ends after 45 years, the most acclaimed, revered horror franchise in film history reaches its epic, terrifying conclusion as Laurie Strode faces off for the last time against the embodiment of evil Michael Myers in a final confrontation unlike any captured on screen before. Jeremy, do you think that's true after you watch that movie? No, I expect, I, expect, um, I expect you, even though Sean's here, I expect you to not hold back on your thoughts. Oh, on dude. oh no, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. Um, same way that we didn't for, for kills. Um, 
No, I, I don't think so. And I think that the marketing department also didn't think so, so much so that, that when they cut their trailer together, they used a bunch of footage that ended up not in the film. So they wanted you to believe that this epic showdown between Michael and Lori that takes place to the point where Lori says, for him to die, I need to die too. So it, it made audiences, you know, marketing has been has been doing this for years and years and years putting ideas and things in your head and then you need to go to find out. Yeah, absolutely. Are they going to kill Laurie Strode off pause again? So, um, no, I don't think it was the epic conclusion to, to their storyline. Um, there was a conclusion. Um, was it an epic one? No, I, I don't think so. And we'll, we'll, we'll get there when, when the time is right. But, uh, the marketing department, I feel like did a good job and the numbers are reflecting that as well because, even though they kind of had an idea of how much money they thought it was going to make, and it it didn't make those numbers, it's still absolutely killing. I think I saw that it was at like sixty million or something today. It's doing very well, which is yeah. great. Consider, yeah, considering that they also dropped it the same day on Peacock again. So horror fans are showing up for this thing, which I love because that means more studios are going to go. Studios are all copycats, man. As soon mm-hmm. as horror is making money, which dude recently. Horror has been fucking slaying at the box office. So that makes studios go, fuck, man, look at these guys making all this money. You know what we should do? We should make some of that money. Let's make a horror film. So even if I don't particularly care for a horror film, um, if it is succeeding at the box office, I'm all about it because that means I'm going to get more fucking horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And so we're going to go around the room here and get some initial thoughts, but we have to throw it to you first, Sean, because you're our guest. You were at the premiere, which means you got to see it a little bit earlier than everybody else. You are the Halloween guy. So. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's also a dip, different atmosphere when you're seeing it at the premiere with everybody, because they're reacting to things differently than a regular crowd will. Um, Because they're reacting to uh, themselves and their friends, and um, there's, I think there's a there's a much different energy, Um, and uh, that sometimes be a little infectious uh, and maybe influential on your decision. I haven't reviewed the movie. Um, I won't. um, I just haven't had time. Um, I was considering, you know, maybe even watching it this evening at home but uh i i have to say yes it has a ton of holes uh not i don't know how many of them are legitimate holes uh i did point out a few things to chris at the after party when we were talking about it and you know i said well why wasn't blah 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 and he said oh it was and I don't know why it's not in the movie anymore. I mean, there was a lot of that uh, with a lot of my reactions to things. I can't specifically say what they are now. Um, maybe as we talk about it, I'll remember some, and I honestly don't know what I am allowed to say, you know, sure. Uh, some of that was in confidence, you know, <clears throat> but um, it did seem like, yeah, there was, there was issues for sure. But at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it and I was surprised, which is more that I can say for most of the Halloween movies, especially in recent history, they're predictable, you know? And I mean, that's one of the first things I said to Jamie 
when she said, what did you think? I said, I, I said, I liked it. And she goes, why? <laughs> and, I, and I said, because honestly, I said, I'm tired of just watching Michael stalk you. You know, I said, it's different. It was different. And also it was so great to see Lori Strode come back. Like the character, yeah. it wasn't this weird. I didn't, I didn't like her character in 2018 and what little bit we saw in kills. It was nice to see a human being again. Um, you know, being have, smiling, you know, yeah. um, she was adorable in, in yeah. the movie. I mean, the yeah. grocery store adorable. scene is a perfect example. I mean, it, it was literally Laurie Strode reverting back to her teenage self. Those years that she didn't really get to live because of what happened to her in 78. She was, you know, twirling her hair again and she was experiencing yeah. something that she had never been able to experience before. And I, I really enjoyed that, that part of that. I'm also going to throw out real quick uh, that this is a spoiler review. We're going to spoil the ever-loving shit out of this. So anybody yeah. listening that hasn't seen it yet, I mean, it's streaming right now. You have no excuse. I mean, but, I don't uh, know. Gonna, I don't know who hasn't watched this, this, but I mean, based on what I've seen. But yes, there are people. Everyone on the internet has seen it. Yeah, <laughs> that hasn't watched it yet. Um, for me, at least, I mean, we got to do a partnership with the studio and do like an early promo screening uh, for this last week. So we saw, I think, a day early, Jeremy. And um, yeah, this one 100% did not work for me in any way. I definitely applaud them for trying something different. Um, I, I, I hate that some people will assume that, well, you, didn't, you don't like something different because you didn't like this movie, and that's not necessarily the case. And there are too many comparisons to Season of the Witch because that's not trying to be a continuation. That was a matter of, marketing and a studio not wanting to take you know a number off of a title this is a matter of this is a continuation this is the third piece into a story and while it does work uh within its own realm as its own movie i didn't personally feel like it worked as a halloween movie i think a lot of the elements at face value are very solid i think some of the performances are good i think some of the ideas are there i just don't think it gels together as one singular film and i mean for me at least when i look at credits of a movie and i see more than six writers on the story i get concerned and i think that's just a matter of it's hard i mean you're you're trying to close out a movie and kills was you know the exception because they were like let's just make a straight up slasher movie there's like no real plot in that movie at all there's not much of a story it's just have michael go around and killing people which is great for an insane slasher movie uh it worked on that level but here we're supposed to see like the synopsis says the final conclusion like the satisfying ending for laurie Strode, whether she lives or she dies and for me at least it, it was not satisfying at all oh, oh they and, never they never said satisfying yeah <laughs> i mean that that's true and, and and sean this is kind of i'm throwing this to you a little bit um uh tell me if i'm wrong on this they they filmed a completely different and went back and reshot it, correct? Yeah, and the ending, the original, I like a lot better. I haven't seen it, but it was explained to me. Um, and one of the things I disliked about the current ending uh, was that, you know, when when the cop said, like, no, you know, we're, this is how we're handling this, it would have been great if they just did that on the DL, just the cops, you know, you don't invite an entire town 
And and how did you get all those people wrangled together so quickly? Right. It just gets silly. <laughs> it gets back to the bullshit from kills, the evil dies tonight nonsense exactly. that everybody complained about. Uh, it's you know you you're not going to publicly execute somebody. Uh, you're just not going to. Um, so it would have been so much more believable if it was just the cops and they did it, and then that was it, and it was quietly put to rest. Um, and that's how it was in the original ending. Um, uh, but it was not the, the junkyard. It was, uh, um, all that junkyard stuff was added. Um, well, he worked there. He, that was in there, but the whole thing with the, the thing that grinds and all that stuff, that was all added to that stuff. Like, Oh, what if we had one of these there? Um, but originally they took him to a crematorium and just burned him. They put him in the thing and watched and burn well, I like that. and and um and I, that just sounded classier yeah to me yeah um for sure th- th- it's, it's crazy that I, you mentioned that sean because th- this isn't an idea that i had literally two days ago i thought how much more personal it would have been and more character driven had it been just laurie and allison and hawkins and just a few policemen and they just take care of this thing themselves and have it like this ritual yeah. that actually is connected to because I mean in, in a broader sense I think that what they try to do with the mob thing is like maybe it was trying to connect to the ancient traditions of the holiday in which they would sacrifice something for the greater good but I feel like it would have been much better for the the movie and more personal if they had just had those core characters go and do this themselves watch it burn in satisfaction and then we get the ending that we get at the end here which tacked on to what we saw didn't seem to make much sense to me but tacked on to what you just said would have made a lot more sense and felt way more satisfying yeah but i think it came down to the higher ups wanting a big splash Mm -hmm. they wanted a big a big bang ending you know and and that's and you know so they went with that and and it was cool it was cool. It's a cool effect. It looked yeah, great. Um, what I would have loved, it, I thought it would have been so awesome if just that last minute when she's pushing him in, if he if he sat up and grabbed oh, her and pulled her in. Dude, that, that would have been, been amazing. Be fucking nuts. Holy shit. Yeah, wouldn't have that have been this the, the that would have been that would have been the satisfying finale that, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, that, that would have been nuts. I mean, for, for me and my initial opinion on this thing is this just reeks of the same problems that the Star Wars sequel trilogy had. That there was, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it really feels like there was no three story overarching story arc to be that was pre planned, planned no. out ahead. To me, it was pieced together. Pieced together. It was, it was, you know, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride got brought on to do Halloween 2018, and they had a really solid idea for 2018. And it made a shit ton of money. And the studio goes, hey, how would you like to make two more of these? And we're going to fucking throw all this money at you. And it's like, yeah, sure. And then it was like, all right, well, now what the fuck are we going to do? We had one. Come on. It felt like they had one really great Halloween story in them. Yeah. And then it was like, well, now we got to do two more. So then the second one was like, all right, let's do a filler one where he's just fucking everybody up. And then in the third one, it's like, all right, well, what do we do? Because the critical reaction from the fans was that, there's a huge portion of people that didn't like it because it was nothing but, you know, a slasher thing. And there was there was not a whole lot of meat and potatoes in the story. So what do we do with this? And then all of a sudden, 
in the third act, now you're going to introduce new characters that are supposed to carry this, you know, final installment with these characters. It really made me feel a lot of the way, and this is like a deep dive here, the, the way that Phantasm Ravager made me feel. Ooh. It's where it's like, okay, so this is supposed to be the final one. 100% no, but it, it bummed me out that they introduced these new characters in Phantasm Ravager, and then they were the ones to wrap up the you know, the last film with Angus Scrim as the tall man. Like, that was a super, super bummer. And that's kind of how this made me feel like, okay, so we just spent two previous films with these characters. Now, brand new character that's going to eat up most of the runtime. Michael Myers had 10 minutes and 55 seconds worth of screen time. Um, which the original Halloween had like nine minutes and some change of Michael Myers. So I get it. And there's a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed. In Halloween ends, it is, it is not a bad movie. It's just a bad Halloween movie, in my opinion. Um, because I, I love the idea of Michael living in the sewers beneath Haddonfield. I think that's fucking terrifying. The boogeyman lives right you, under. You your like feet. the boogeyman? Yeah, I do. The fifth Ninja Turtle. No, 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 well, dude. What, what, him, what color him is in the sewers? I fucking. Uh, dude. I'm just saying, I mean, like, people, know, but, people hey. complain that Jason was in, you know, an underground fucking tunnel in the remake of Friday the 13th. And listen, I mean, it, they, to me, these to killers me, have to go somewhere. I mean, they do. <laughs> the they do. Works for they do. But why is he down there for so many years just sitting there? Like, literally, like he, he skipped some Halloween's, dude. If Halloween's is night, he, he skipped some time there. He was weak. He was he was weak and he was injured. But here's OK. Here's my thing. This trilogy it introduces things and it introduces ideas and characters and storylines that go absolutely nowhere. Prime example is the black sheriff, right? That guy is one of the most wasted characters in any franchise ever. Like literally his character meant nothing over the course of those three films. Nothing. He was the, I'm going back to star Wars. He was the Snoke. He was the captain phasma of this trilogy. Like literally it's like, wow, you introduced this guy. And, like, I felt like he was going to be something to the storyline, and, and it equaled nothing, right? So then we had Will Patton's character, Hawkins, who in Halloween Kills, he needs to die, and I'm going to be the one to do it. And then we fast forward to this movie, and he's like, man, Japan sounds great. Have you ever eaten broccoli? Like, that was, like, what was the point of he needs to die, and I'm going to be the one to do it? And then there's no follow through. There's no, there's no follow up with that whatsoever. I loved the what what Jamie Lee Curtis is in her in her beginning dialogue where she says the idea of Michael uh, and his presence was infecting violence in Haddonfield after the events of 2018 where people were killing each other and committing suicide. I was like, holy shit, this is this is cool, man. I like that he's he's the literal boogeyman and it's he, like he's it's touched. like dairy, man. They're literally transporting. Haddonfield into Derry in this movie, basically. And I, I loved it, and then they didn't fucking do anything with it. And it just, to me, and I'm going I'm to make this quick, if this was dead ass, the story that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride were like, this is our Halloween trilogy, here's the order it should have gone. Halloween 2018, of course. And then you do the end storyline where the end of Halloween 2018 could have ended with Michael... In the burning house, people believe that he burned up in that house, but they never found his body. He got fucked up in that movie. His hand got blown off. He got shot. He got shot in the face. He got stabbed. 
you know, he got run over by a fucking car. So it would be believable that if you're going with the he's just a man, that yes, he would be mortally injured. And then he could be in the sewers. Then in the second installment is when you introduce, you, you could have had the Corey as a background character in 2018. And then you have Corey going to the sewers, you know, and Haddonfield literally made a monster out of Corey because of, you know, a tragic accident that happened and they labeled him the boogeyman. Then he runs into the boogeyman. You know, the whole Michael him thing happens. He starts killing. And what I think would have been a unique idea would have been, what if kind of like Freddie, Michael, you know, Lori in Halloween Kills said the line, the more he kills, the more he transcends. Right. And that's another thing that they started. That are you, you going to pick with. up on the Freddy versus Jason similarities yep, there? Where, yep, yeah. Absolutely. So it should have been, well, the more he kills, the more, you know, he becomes something more than a man. And he, he does become the literal boogeyman. So he could have been so fucked up from Halloween 2018. He uses this Corey character as a vessel to go and kill for him. And with every kill, like, it could have been like the POV shot from the original where Michael is seeing through this kid's eyes and he's literally making this kid kill. And with every kill that Corey does, he gets stronger in the sewers. I just got to say, then, Jimmy, I love how much thought you put into this. Then by the <laughs> end of the second installment, he becomes so powerful due to all the kills. He gets out of the sewer, you know, he could off the Corey character. That's fine. And then Halloween kills would be the third installment where it's literally him you know, supercharged like never before, like he was in Halloween Kills, fucking up Haddonfield, and then the Lori confrontation happens, and then they throw him in the grinder. Because that way, it would have been a story arch that built and built and built and built to where this one, Halloween 2018, was up here. Halloween Kills kicked it up times 50, and then in the third installment, you want to bring it back down and do a character study as a whole, as a story, it doesn't work for me. Had they flipped things around, I feel like it could have fucking worked and it would have worked a lot better. That's my initial thoughts. I I did not like this movie as a Halloween movie. My buddy Ron looked, looked at me 35 minutes in and he goes, this fucking sucks. And I looked at him 35 minutes in and said, I'm fucking loving this. Because I dug where I thought they were going with it and then it ended up just kind of just being a letdown for me, you know, and I don't know. I don't, I don't think that that is me being an entitled fan and being like, well, they didn't do what I thought they were going to do. So I didn't like it. It was just as a whole, as a story, it didn't work for me. Well, you have to look at it from two different perspectives from a fan and just from, you know, a regular movie goer, as well as, you know, reviewing movies and such. But I, I feel like this needs to be the main topic because this is literally the scapegoat on the internet right now. Everyone's looking at, this Corey Cunningham character, which we also we might as well just call him Arnie Cunningham. All right. Give me a fucking break. Um, but they're looking at him as the scapegoat. Like Rob Zombie, move over, man. You can rest now. You're no longer the most hated person involved with the Halloween franchise. Sean, what did you think of the Corey Cunningham character and Rohan Campbell's performance in the movie? Um, uh, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought, I mean, I thought he, I thought the acting all through the film was solid. I didn't think there was any weak performances in Halloween I Ends. I agree with that. Um, I think he played it very well. Um, you know, it, it, let me go off on a tangent here. I mean, uh, let me first off start by saying I enjoyed the film. I found it entertaining. 
when I start to pick it, pick it apart and go, well, this, 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 then I can start to be like, you know, yeah, I get it. But at the end of the day, I was entertained um, where, you know, I watched Halloween resurrection and I wasn't entertained. You know, I was just like, what the fuck is this? You know, um, uh, you know, at least I, I felt the portrayal of the shape and Corey's version of the shape were, were, were good. You know, it was, it was there. I mean, I mean, Corey, I think Corey had arguably the, the coolest kill with the DJ. Um, I thought oh, that was, yeah, you know, that was amazing. Um, and oddly enough, kind of funny is the guy who, uh, who did all the costume work in, in the costume was a guy. Are you ready for this? His real name, Corey D Myers is his Holy real name shit. no shit yeah. oh my god yeah, stunt, he's a stunt man odd uh, just coincidence Corey demyers is that guy's name and yes i'm representing him um, <laughs> <laughs> um and um so they definitely didn't know like you said jeremy they this wasn't a pre-thought-out trilogy i mean they definitely painted themselves into some corners the big one I think the biggest one that they wish they could take back was blowing his fingers off because that created a problem, especially with the copycat. Um, you obviously couldn't really get away with that and fooling the crowd because of that. Um, the other thing, and that's probably why they went with a guy that was smaller, you know, because they're like, well, fuck it. We're not fooling them. But the other thing was, I, I mean, I haven't rewatched it. Like I said, I've only watched it the once. Where did he get the jumpsuit? Uh, I know he was like a mechanic, yep. Yep. but I don't remember. But he had the exact same brand jumpsuit. We, that- we saw We didn't see him put it on or anything. It's just in one scene, he's wearing yeah. one thing. And we see him earlier on with the scarecrow mask wearing something different. And then when he grabs yeah. the mask, the next appearance, when he's starting to kill, he automatically just has it on and we have no clue where he got it. Yeah, I thought that was a little, huh? Um, I do know that there, there was talks about early on when Chris was telling me about like design ideas and things that he had to work on, you know, there was a whole thing where you were going to see Michael naked and like emaciated. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't happen. <laughs> that would have um, been uh that would have been wild um but um you know there's also like there's the you know i i get what they were trying to do with when they looked in each other's eyes sort of the transfer of evil but you know they it i, I kind of feel like i mean it was clear to me that as Corey killed it gave michael more strength um but the thing they didn't explain was, and the thing I, I had a hard time buying was, okay, well, yeah, where did he go for four years? Um, you're going to tell me you're going to have this massive slaughter in this town and the cops are just not going to look everywhere? I mean, they any any other police force, they would have been in those sewers. They would have looked under every rock. Uh, they would have found him. And just the fact that the way Laurie Strode acted in the first two films. You're just going to let this guy kill your daughter, walk away, and you're just going to go about like, I'm a changed person. 
I'm baking. <laughs> I'm baking pies now. I'm carving yeah. pumpkins. I'm a happy yeah. homemaker now. That that wasn't believable to me. Um, they needed to tie those together. They having that four year gap of oh, let's just say it's four years later, not explain why. It, it, it seemed a little bit like a cop out, uh, story wise. Um, and uh, I think they should explain that more. Also, another thing that could have been kind of fun is, and this goes more back to the blown off fingers thing, where they, you know, it would have been kind of cool if you didn't know Corey was doing any of this and it was almost a scream scenario, you know, where there was, you find out there is two killers. Percent, maybe, man, 100 fucking percent. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off or anything, but that's what I thought the whole time. Like why even, yeah. why even indicate that this is, this kid's doing these things. Imagine the mystery element and how exciting it would have been if you didn't know with a twist. But it's the fingers. The fingers fuck that up. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the moment they dropped the trailer and there was the, uh, the scene, where Michael opens the door yeah. instantaneously, my buddy Curtis Zemfody, you know Curtis, hit me up and goes, "Dude, look at the hand. It's a dream. All the sequence. fingers are there. All all the fingers are there. You know. So that was like the first call out. It was like, well, either that's a dream sequence or that's not Michael Myers. Yeah. So, well, everybody jumped on the Friday Thirteenth Part Five bandwagon. It's a copycat. It's gonna be a copycat. Fuck this movie. And it wasn't really. I mean, they yeah. did something different. I give them credit for that. Um, but uh, you know, I, 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 how cool would it have been though? Like um, another thing I thought of, which would have been cool, is after she killed him on the 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 countertop, right? If you if she then you know you think it's over, and she you walk in and Corey's body's gone. I mean, I mean that would have been cool. Or another idea that popped in my head is at the end of the movie, after they did the, the grinding and all that stuff, they went home and turned on the TV and saw a news report of a, another kid just killed his sister. Uh, you know, you know, what I, the transfer of evil, you know what I mean? Just just even if even if it was a coincidence, just to have that like plant that little like you never know kind of thing, just to give us something like, you know what I what it, one thing I think the real issue is with the haters um, is we look at our horror icons like superheroes yep. and we want them to be strong. We want them to be powerful. We don't want to see them weak. We don't want to see them vulnerable. And when they see their Michael Myers getting pushed around by a teenage kid that beat. just got beat up yeah. by some other kids, it, it infuriates the fan base because yeah. that's not my Michael Myers. My Michael Myers is big and strong, you know, and you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, but it's the truth. You know, that's the, that's the vibe that the fans get. What was um, the, what was the Superman movie where he, he got his ass kicked like the entire fucking movie. With Christopher Reeves, was it part? Was it part four or was that part three, where he lost his powers and part like he was three. getting his at part three oh, is okay, the one okay. where he's at the bar getting drunk and shit. That was a de- that was a depressing Superman movie. So yeah, like, yeah, four? part four is uh, Atomic what, Man. Isn't four it? is when the the, sun, the nuclear the sun guy. nuclear man. Yeah. That's right. nuclear man. Yeah, um, yeah. But to your point, though, I don't remember exactly that, Sean. That's the thing that yeah. they they that they didn't take into consideration, or maybe they did, and they just didn't give a shit. But you had this kid, right, who's bullied mm-hmm. by what looks like 12-year-olds. I'm fucking sorry. Like, you're, they're yeah. band kids. They're fucking band kids. They're four feet tall. 
They look like they're 12 and they're bullying this guy who's at least six foot tall. Like, two, of is, <laughs> two of them are girls. Two of them are little girls. Little girls. They're tiny little yeah. girls. The one has the worst haircut in the fucking world. So oh, they should dude, just be immediately excluded. Um, she looked like Dustin from Stranger Things. But what I'm saying is like a female version so, of that character. And I understand like the point of view, like that was they made them look like that. I'm, but when I was in the theater, I'm like, if you're going to rip off Christine, rip it off right. Like, have it look like Buddy were these those those boys yeah. and Christine were big, strong, and they looked like they could fuck you up. But in this movie, they're like, let's make him small. So when he turns evil, I, I mean, I guess they were trying to I don't even know with that. But then you see him manhandle the shape in a sewer. And that line, yeah. though, which is going to go down in history as one of the most hated lines in the entire history of the franchise, I believe it was, you're just an old man with a mask. And then he takes the mask, which is like, that's, to, to many fans, Sean, as you would, um, I guarantee you'll agree, that's like sacrilegious, man. You don't just don't, you just don't do that kind of shit. For the fans, at least. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't understand, you know, what exactly the whole th- again this goes back to them not explaining it why four years later he's so weak you know um why is you know why that doesn't make sense with the okay where was he all the way up to 2018 uh, if you know he wasn't killing there wasn't if you're gonna go with the whole thing of uh, the murder or what the killings make him stronger or whatever well, there was like a whole how many years of no killings, you know? I mean, so uh, 40 years of nothing. Um, it, it, that doesn't make sense. Um, it, you know, again, it's, it's, as Christopher Nelson would say, shut up and eat your popcorn. But, but you know, you have to sit down and you have to, you have to, you know, think of these things, especially when it's yeah, our beloved franchise that, you know, we care so much about, um, I don't know. It's, uh, I had another thought there. I was trying to remember there was something else I wanted to point out. Um, I don't, I don't remember. It'll come to me in a second. I just don't know how you go from Halloween kills, excuse me, where he's like indestructible. Like you, like they literally, fuck this dude up beyond comprehension. Like, I mean, stabbed, shot, beaten with the baseball bat, like all these different things. Like nobody would survive that. And then the next one, it's they they really try to drive home the same way that they tried to drive home Evil Dies Tonight and, and Halloween Kills. They tried to drive home that he's just a man in this one, which just, <laughs> again, as a three-part story, Given the second part going into the third part, it just doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense me, thematically at all either. Like, and on a, a, from a story stand up standpoint, it, it it's just it it's literally like you are changing what you did in the previous movie. You're like completely flipping it the opposite side for no like, reason. Again, except again. for that, you need your movie to work, and we'll, we'll change it. No one's gonna care, but they do because they can pay attention to the movie and see that you're fucking things up. Again, the the Star Wars comparison, you know, when fucking Ryan Johnson <clears throat> made The Last Jedi, um, and then all of a sudden they brought J.J. Abrams back to do uh, The Rise of Skywalker, 
Well, there's right? a reason for that because they knew that Colin Trevorrow was a shit filmmaker that can't make a good movie, so that's well, why they brought James well, not Abrams back. But the last, the last Jedi was was pretty much universally hated by fans. I know you love the movie, Justin. I know you love it. Yeah, because it's one of those it was random movies much, that tried something different and actually succeeded as its own thing, in my viewpoint. But that's just me. Sure. So they brought J.J. Abrams back and were like, "Okay, fix it." So it feels like this third one was also damage control while also trying to finish the story. Like, all right, we, we went a little too far on this last one. Hone it back down. You know, make it. He's just a man. So. Well, here's the other the other issue on is what happened to the Myers house? Where was the Myers house? We never saw it again. Nobody mentioned it again. They Why did he it. not go back there? They showed like that newsreel. Did, or did whatever. they say it? Yeah, they showed like footage. They said of, that somewhere in the movie? Yeah, there's like a newsreel um, on the some news station. I missed or something. it then. Yeah, where they show it getting demolished. I missed it too. Yeah. I, I missed it too. Yeah. That should have been more. They should have made more of a, a point of that or even showed the empty lot, you know? Um, they should have even had him come back to the empty lot at some point. That could have been a great moment, you know? Uh, just to build the rage more or something. I don't, you know, it, it, there's just so many missed opportunities there that I, I, it, that, it, that bums me out. You know, it's funny as I, I don't know if you've ever heard me tell the story and I don't know if I've really gotten into the detail, but back after, um, H2O, um, I pitched an idea. Uh, I had an idea, uh, for a sequel and, uh, I, I, you know, I didn't really know Malik as, as good as I do now. <clears throat> and, and Mustafa was still alive and basically I said, well, you know, you know, you can, you can I, I wasn't represented. I didn't, you know, but I, I sent them a treatment that, uh, that I wrote for a sequel to H2O. And my idea was like a transfer of power thing. Um, and it was going to be John Strode was going to take over the part of Michael, you know, which I thought would was an interesting thing of it. You know, it's her brother. Well, now it's her son, you know, and my the idea I had was say you go to the end of H2O, he gets pinned, blah, 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 you know, uh, you know, and she picks up the axe or whatever. They have that, that moment and he's reaching out. Right. So, um. I had this whole idea of showing John Strode chasing the van, you know, gets in a car and they're going after him. Remember, he's like, mom, you know, whatever. Go follows the van and pulls over and he's, and he runs, he's trying to run down the hill. And as this is happening, like when, when he gets pinned and, and you, you suddenly see him drop to his knees. And when, um, when you see Michael going like this, you know, to his face, you see him doing that too. And then as you know, she cuts the head, you know, and you see him reach out, you see John reach out and he, she cuts the head off. Then all of a sudden you just see him kind of go blank and they just stands up and mechanically walks down and she sees him and she's like, John, John. And she goes to hug him and he doesn't react and he pushes her aside and he bends down to the head and you see him pull the mask off. I mean, 
how see to me that would have been better than it's a fucking ambulance driver that sounds yeah. then, one billion fucking times better than halloween resurrection jesus <laughs> christ yeah dude uh i, and I, my I whole, especially i especially love the reaching out and you don't yeah. see john on the other yeah. end also reaching out i think that's brilliant and my whole story was it then cuts to like we we, we see her then you know they confront but then it cuts and it, you see a, a front of a house you see a guy in a bathrobe come walking out the front door to grab the morning paper. You don't see who it is, but then you go in, you follow him into the kitchen. He sits down and, and opens the paper and you see on the front page, it says, uh, you know, Carrie, Carrie Tate missing. And you see the picture of her and you see the person, you see the eyes widen and you see him looking at it and it's Jimmy. And all these years he thought she was dead because they faked her death and he's like that's Lori and he goes looking for her and the whole movie is him trying to find her and dude I had this great I still get chills when I think about it I had this great ending where he goes into this house to uh he's trying to find her he opens he pushes open the door and she's lying on the bed just like Annie she's dead with the care uh with the Lori Strode tombstone dude because she it. had, there yeah. was a Lori Strode Trump, you know, yeah. I, I was like, come on. Anyway. See, this so thing, wait, and then, wait, 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 wait. You know what? How much cooler was it that they went the route they went? Anyway. I just need to know, <laughs> I just need to know, because you said Mustafa was still alive at the time. Did Mustafa and Malik say anything to this treatment to you? Did they talk to you about it or anything? I don't even know if they ever read it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then I they sent went, it to Frank, oh. yeah. Holy yeah. fuck. Like I, again, I wasn't tight with them yet. You know, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was pre, uh, the 25th convention. That's when I really got to know them, you know? So. I mean, they need, they need to, the studio needs to hire someone like, like you or someone who is just, this is, this is Halloween is their life. You know, I, I feel like it needs to be in the hands of, Fans, not casual fans. Well, they tried that with Halloween sex, but the problem with them. Well, the problem with that is even in Daniel Farron's um, defense, it's never your project. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. And at the end of the day, there's 20 different people saying this needs to change. This needs to be there. This needs to be this. It's never going to be, uh, you know, unless you're doing it completely a hundred percent independently and you're financing it yourself, you're never going to have full say. It's just, you know, like right now it seems like Damien Leone, he has, you know, he he's in control of what he wants to do with the terrifier franchise. I still haven't seen terrifier too. Oh um, fuck man. That's but, I'm so excited for you. But to from what I'm movie. hearing, you know, he clearly is doing what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. But if that had gone through a studio, you wouldn't have got that movie. That's you know? true. I know that oh, when, God. you know, so, he, he, he announced he was going to make the second one, just as a side thing, people reached out and he's like, no, I want to do it my way. And we know that if they had done Terrifier 2, Jeremy, you saw it, so you know what I'm talking about. Had he done Terrifier 2 of the studio, it wouldn't be the movie it is now. It wouldn't be getting mentions on good morning fucking America like it did today. Like, I mean, for me right now, Terrifier mm -hmm. 2 is my favorite horror movie of the fucking year. I can't wait to see it again. I absolutely it's, adore it and love it. It's also my favorite, favorite so horror it, movie it, of the year. It's well. crazy, yeah. but um, 
there is some integrity left in the film community. And if, if, if you're able to do it that way, it's great. But like Sean said, that's very rare where that can happen. But he created the terrifier yeah. thing. He created Art the Clown. So it's his baby. He's able to do that. Most people in the film community at that point would probably sell it off to make their money to, you know, build their career and try to do something bigger. But he did something that most people wouldn't do. And look where he's at right now. And I'm super excited about it. But that's a side thing. I mean, we're sitting here in, in, in the same weekend that Halloween ends is coming out. Terrifier 2 is in theaters for a second week. And it's getting a third weekend in theaters just because so many people are demanding it which is so fucking awesome that that kind of power in the horror community is a thing right now where people are just going out in droves to see this movie um i know we're not talking about terrifier too but i'm just like super passionate about that idea um yeah, and also to see the- two huge horror icons i mean art the clown is a horror icon and he's in the same theaters as michael myers on the same weekend they both take place on halloween like that's so fucking rad to me and rant so sean sean <laughs> you uh you you rep a couple people from Terrifier too, right? Yes. Yeah. And thank yeah, you. I for work. That. I do work with. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. I work with with Damien. Um, he works with someone else. Um, but I also work with uh, Lauren, uh, who's the main girl, and Elliot Fulham, who played her brother, uh, and uh, uh, the little girl that plays uh the the little art the clown they're calling the pale girl i guess one of the most terrifying Um, images in uh, any movie i've seen in the past five years for sure fuck yeah dude yeah so they're gonna they're all you know those those three are gonna start doing conventions here shortly i think they're monster mania monster mania so far it's just uh lauren and elliot uh appearing uh and the three of them including uh, David and um, and Damien are doing uh, Spookala in Ocala, Florida, in December. So that'll I believe that'll be the little girl's first show. Nice. But we have other things planned. Um, so you'll be seeing them around, uh, and uh, I, I'm excited to see it. I mean, I feel terrible. I mean, the premiere was in uh, New Jersey, so I I was invited. Um, I just couldn't make it out. And then the four nights that played in the theater, every night I had a commitment. Um, and now that I see it's back in the theater, I'm going to try to catch it this week. Oh, yeah. You're in for a treat, man. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I, I, just, I, just, I just wanted to thank yeah. you again, seriously. for. I mean, because I was after I saw the movie, I really wanted to meet Sienna, a.k.a. Lauren Levera, like for real. And because I'd already seen that David and Damien were doing like an in-costume photo op thing at Monster Mania. And as soon as she announced yeah. it, she thanked you in her post. And I was like, fuck yes, Sean Clark coming through once again. Because uh, Well, I give full credit to uh, Daniela and Justin Fulham, who are I've been friends of theirs for over a decade. And I've known Elliot since he was tiny. Um, and he's such a cool kid. And, and I'm good friends with them. And like, you know been to dinner at their house and stuff uh, and nay is real good friends with them as well and they floated when you know when he started getting into acting they they would always joke you know when, when he gets there you're our guy and i'm like you know it you know and then when he got terrifier too i was like holy shit you know so when they were making the movie justin was like dude i'm telling this is great and lauren is awesome and she's become super tight with them and she's, and of course they said, dude, you got to work with Sean. 
And so they hooked me up with her early. And I'm, I, it's funny, the, um, uh, the little girl uh, and her mother, I met them in 20, I want to say 2019 or 2020. Oh, it, it's been a few years. Uh, it was just before the pandemic. I met them because uh, they live in North Carolina and they came out the mad monster party just to meet me. And they, you know, obviously they were still filming the movie. And so we, we met back then and decided to work together. <laughs> you know, this whole thing has taken so long. Um, and now it's finally out and they're all excited. And, um, but yeah, I've kind of had those three on the books for over two years now. Um, and it's, it's great to finally be able to, you know, I couldn't even talk about the little girl. I couldn't talk about her because it was kind of a secret character. Mm -hmm. I'm Um, glad that no one was able to, because when I saw it in the film, absolutely terrifying. Like literally mm -hmm. that that night I couldn't go to bed. I was like, people talk (laughs) about how nothing's scary in horror movies anymore. Like just that image with the upside down teeth and the eyes and her mannerisms and her performance was so fucking scary. Like I was like, shit, they nailed it. There it is. There it is right there. Yeah. Yeah. And Amelie is like a, a sweet little girl, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they so, usually are, but um, yeah, I mean, so we're here, we're talking about Halloween ends. I feel like we oh, should, yeah, we're talking about Halloween ends probably get, to start, <laughs> you know, I mean, we've gone through it though, but we've all talked about things that we kind of enjoy things that we disliked. Jeremy, are we, are we ready for final thoughts on this one? Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll jump in and give, give mine. Um, as Sean said, it is an entertaining Film. I was entertained beginning till end. Uh, the characters, for the most part, worked really well for me. Um, they were they were written well. Uh, it it was a good movie. It just wasn't a good Halloween movie, in my opinion. You know, uh, I as a horror fan, I don't need the same formula over and over and over again. You know, I don't need the Friday the Thirteenth franchise in my Halloween, where it's like, okay, killer shows up, kill, kill, kill. Mm big finale end. I don't need that in Halloween. I'm cool if you want to do a character study. And the best thing about Halloween, in my opinion, the original 1978 classic and even H2O and even Halloween 2018 is there was a slow burn. Well, you know, Halloween, the original, of course, is a slow burn film. But in the the other two that I mentioned, they're also slow burn and they kind of build and build until Myers is out of the cage and he's loose and that works really well. So when you try to give a more character study and slow burn film, like Halloween ends tried to be, it just doesn't work following Halloween kills. It just doesn't work. It's a Mm -hmm. squandered opportunity for what was toted as an epic conclusion. And it was a conclusion. Not satisfying. I was corrected there by Sean. Not, not not, satisfying. but not satisfying, <laughs> not, not satisfying. Uh, and to me, not an epic conclusion because an epic conclusion would have meant Halloween H2O level where, you know, she beheads Michael Myers and that fucking iconic score hits. And then you're in the theater like, oh, my God, I remember being blown the fuck away in 1998 watching the <laughs> finale of Halloween H2O. That was an epic conclusion. Shoehorning Michael in to the last, you know, scene of this movie just long enough for a haphazardly thrown together together choreographed 
battle between Laurie and Michael that lasted literally no time whatsoever. And next thing you know, he's on this, this counter and she stabs his hands down. She pins him down and then she slits his wrist, thrits, slits his throat, you know, stabs him, whatever. And then five and minutes then later, just, Jeremy, he could be made into an Italian sub. You could literally eat yep. him. And then he gets stab. he gets thrown into a grinder. To me, it just felt like they were like, oh, shit. We've got about 15 pages left in this thing. We should probably bring Michael Myers back into it. And then they do, and it's very quick, and then it's over. And I remember in 2018 people cheering in the theater that I was in, clapping, you know, some standing ovations because it was a pretty satisfying end. You know, um, it's it's not a, it's not a prison. It's a trap or whatever it was that, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Fucking epic, dude. Epic. And that got cheers and applause and people standing ovation. People were pumped. Halloween is back, baby. Justin, you, we were in the same theater. You could have heard a fucking pin drop when this thing ended. Nobody clapped. Well, nobody well, cheered. I will say, to be fair, I kind of felt like there was that 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 moment happened when she faked the suicide. And it fooled me too. Um, you know. That's uh, that's fair. That's fair. But I don't feel like that. Like that was a good, that was a good thing that happened in it, to where it was like, oh shit, that was a cool little twist yeah. right there. But again, it wasn't. It wasn't the Michael getting his head chopped off at the end of H two O. Fucking huge monumental moment. But again, you know, the studio always ruins things because we knew she wasn't dead. We knew she didn't kill herself because we still hadn't seen that epic kitchen battle yet. And we also so in our heads, we're waiting for that. And we all know Sean as well as fans and as casual moviegoers that Laurie Strode would never fucking kill herself. It would never happen. No. So I knew from the beginning of that, not to cut either of you off Jeremy on your final thoughts to me, it was just, you're, you're, it didn't feel earned at all. Anyways, I'm like, why would she do that? Allison just left, dude. Like, that's it. Like, you, you don't need to kill yourself anyway. So I digress. I'm sorry. It just it, it, that whole idea, like, to me, at least didn't work. But I liked how when he walked up the stairs, her line and everything and what she does when she shoots him. That was cool. But it just, yeah, cool sure. ideas that lead up to cool things that happen, but none of them ever feel earned. But sorry. Sorry. Mm -hmm. No, that, that's OK. So, I mean, just to cap off my final thoughts is, you know, uh, yes, this is a divisive movie. Yes, there's going to be people that are comparing it to Season of the Witch and saying it's brilliant for the chances that it took. And for the people that saw this and loved it, you're not wrong. That's your opinion. I'm glad that you saw things in it and accepted things in it that I couldn't. Uh, for me, it just didn't land. I am glad that people, that it is connecting and landing with certain people because as we always say, Film is art, and art is subjective. That's correct. You know, nothing. Throw you on the spot, nothing though, is Jeremy. ever. No, nothing is gonna. Nothing is ever going to please everyone. So, but I'm we, at least glad people are. We, are we gotta it. do this because we don't. I mean, who knows? Sean said it'll be five years. I said maybe three years. Who knows how long it's gonna be until we talk about another Halloween movie? So we're gonna do trash it or treasure it on this episode because we've got the most special guest here to do it. Are you going to trash this movie or treasure it? Only one or the other, Jeremy. I'm trashing it 100%. And I hate to do this to you, Sean, but again, thank you so, so much for coming on. You are literally the only person that we'd ever want to come on for this episode. 
your final thoughts and if you're going to trash this movie or treasure it what do you mean by trash it or treasure it uh well there's no rating on our show anymore there's no like one through ten or anything like that it's either you treasure it or you trash it we went wanted to make it hard and more difficult and just 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 to make it clear for you um it's like thumbs up thumbs like down. treasure treasure is is something that you enjoyed and you know that you're gonna want to watch again right so there's like Candyman that came out last year that was last year right or was that this year it was last year, Jeremy. Okay, I tell cool, you, I, I tell you every week it was last year. I, I don't fucking know, dude. It all blends together now. Like, I didn't love Candyman 2021, but I really enjoyed it enough that I knew that it was going to be something that I revisited for the reasons that I did like it. So I treasured it because I knew it was going to be something that I would go back to and and watch for the things that I loved while not completely loving it. So that's kind of the scope in it. If it's something that you feel like Fuck yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit this when I watch the franchise in entirety, and you know there's enough of of things that I enjoy this. Then then treasure it. If it's something that you're like, you know, I'm gonna skip this one when I do my marathon, then that's a trash it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm gonna go with treasure it because I think it's something that I'm going. I think the more I watch it, I'm going to start to pick up on things that are going to make me like it more. I can't really say that after just one viewing, I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. I didn't walk out of there feeling like I did after I saw resurrection or Halloween five or Halloween six. I, I walked out of the theater going, what a mess that was. I was just what, you know? Um, but um, <clears throat> as far as my final thoughts, um, you know, I enjoyed it. Uh, at the end of the day, it's it, it, in my rankings of Halloween films. It's going to be on the lower end, I think. Um, as crazy as this is the sat to say, maybe I think I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Kills, um, just because I felt like Kills just was. I I I I I think that. I don't know the whole evil dies tonight thing and the mob aspect really took me out of kills and, and I know this one least made me think and uh, surprised me. You know, I didn't see, even though I'd heard a lot of stuff, you know, it's hard when you're friends with these guys, you know, you know, when I'm hanging with Chris and James Jude Courtney and Aaron Armstrong and all these guys that are working on the movies, um, it's hard not to hear things and I was trying to stay away from it. Uh, but there were still times I, you know, I didn't know there were certain things I didn't know. And I, and I was surprised. Um, I don't know. I, one th- thing when you were talking about your final thoughts, one, one thing that popped in my head that I wanted to point out that I also thought was a little bit of a missed opportunity uh, was when when Corey, like I didn't see the part, the part that really surprised me was Corey killing himself. Did not see that coming at all, but I wish he would have been clear with his line. Like he should have said, I said, you know, if I can't have her, no one will. And, and then he should have said, so you're never going to have her either. And then killed himself, like make it clear that what he is doing is to set her up as the killer. You know, I didn't think it was very clear that line um uh 
so when people came in, I think it took people a minute to realize, oh, wait, she thinks he did. She, she thinks she did it. Um, and it also, I don't know, it, it, it didn't really make a lot of sense to me, uh, why he did that. <laughs> uh, but, but I didn't expect it, you know, for sure. Didn't expect it. Yeah. How much, uh, how much influence did Jamie have over this story and where it went and, and the characters? Because, you know, it, it lists her as an executive producer on this thing. So I imagine she probably had quite a bit of say over the character work in the story. I don't know. I can't, I, I can't speak to that, but I don't think she really, I don't think she really had a whole lot of story input. I'm, I'm sure she had a lot of character input, but I think story-wise, this was pretty much their vehicle. You know, I, I, I believe just coming onto the project, you know, she was giving, she was given an executive producer credit sure. because, you know, when you're, when you're at that level, you, you get that, you know, sure. it's, uh, so um that's part of the deal to get you back into the back yeah. in the in the in the role you know yeah yeah for sure and and carpenter was also listed as the executive producer and he's been okay. pretty he's been pretty clear in his interviews that he oh. kind of just let them do yeah. their thing carpenter had zero to do with making the movie except yeah. for the music yeah um and and yeah he and that just gives you an example of yeah executive producer by name only really um gotcha. uh i i think that has more to do with you're getting a bigger check than other people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know well if anybody if anybody yeah if, if anybody deserves it it's it's those two so that's yeah good. but the thing with carpenter is carpenter doesn't care he i mean he you know I, he did a great score i love his score on all three movies but as far as his does he care about this franchise and where it goes? And the he does not care at all. Sure. He didn't go to any of the premieres. He lives right down the street. <laughs> he, he, he couldn't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's at home playing video games. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and doing interviews where he makes snarky remarks, which makes us love him even more. But I, I, I'm going to follow through here with my <laughs> final thoughts on this shit. And, uh, We'll wrap this up. This is a movie that I feel like will be definitely revisited. And in terms of the comparisons to Season of the Witch, in that sense, yes, this will probably be that one movie that will be revisited uh, every few years by fans. And they will probably reevaluate it because it's so different. I mean, we know it's so on the fucking nose. As soon as you see the credits start rolling in the beginning, when it's the Halloween three font and it's the same colors, like, Oh, I, I see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to say you're doing something different and uh, cool. Well, it's I mean, also Halloween, it is Halloween three. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It is. It is. Um, and, and, and rightly so. I, I mean, I, I thought the opening, the opening to the movie was extremely strong. I, I will not make any mistake there. I thought, Whoa, this is something different. Don't know who this character is because I'm one of the few people on the planet that didn't watch the second trailer. So I didn't even know who Corey was or anything about him. I, I tried to stay as mum as possible on this one because I really wanted to be surprised after watching kills and being extremely disappointed. And so for this one, I, I, I got to agree with both of you guys in terms of the positives. There's a lot to like here. I just, I, I mean, as I said earlier on in the episode, this is 
a decent movie in its own right if it was its own thing. There's too many ideas that don't follow through to other things. There's too many holes in it, and as well as the fact that I don't feel like they stick the landing. I mean, the, fir- the first act is solid, and it's not believable for me, at least. I didn't think Corey Cunningham was anywhere near a Keith Gordon in terms of being a guy that's likable, relatable, someone that you want to follow into this dimension of madness and evil. I didn't like him. I didn't like his yeah. performance. I I just didn't connect to him on a personal level. Whereas if you watch Christine, you're like, I can see why I connect to this guy. He's yeah. meek. He's small. And he's got one friend and all he wants to do is get laid and they make jokes and he's bullied and they like fucking, you know, the milk was even a reference. Give me a fucking break. I mean, just saying like, you know, um, but overall cool kills, no suspense, liked the score, like Sean said, it just overall did not work. And even so it's, this is not a way to end your trilogy. This is not a way to end this conclusion You've got Jamie Lee Curtis in this fucking movie, man. She's agreed to make three with you. Do something with her. You let her be in the sidelines and kills. And here you do a little bit with her, but then you make it the Corey show. And that's why I understand why fans are upset over it, because we want to see Lori Strode. We want to see her life. We want to see Allison, too. I want to see Andy Matichek, like, do her thing, man. I, I mean, that was what was promised to us as fans in a weird way in 2018. And I hate to be that guy. It's like, well, I'm a fan and you promised us. But what she does here is just a very haphazard and lackluster subpar love story. And it, none of it worked for me. I'm sorry. I just, well, I, at least they used her in this one. At least they, I, used I, I agree with you, Sean. I agree right. with you in, in that respect. I, I feel right. bad that she's treated like shit. And also that other than Lori and Allison in the movie, no one's really likable in the movie. The bullies yeah. are assholes. The whole town, it's, it's Hawkins and Lori. There's like a handful of characters that are likable that you're like, they're nice people. Everyone in this movie is assholes. So, I mean, when you look at the original Halloween or even the subsequent sequels, minus Rob Zombie's movies, of course, and I'm not shitting on Rob Zombie, but what I'm saying is there's likable characters. People are like, they're real people that yeah. we see every day. And here, I just didn't feel that. So, I'll, I digress. I will slow down and just say I will trash this movie. I do want to revisit it after the dust settles and, you know, maybe early next year or something and reevaluate and sit down with it and see if I can give it another shot right now. I just I can't do that, but I'm not going to be that guy. And, and I'm going to tell this to you fans right now on the show that are on social media. Don't shit on people that don't agree with you like don't go online and if someone hates the movie, shit on them for hating it. And don't go online and if you love the movie or the other way around, like don't hurt people for liking or hating this movie. Let them feel what they're going to feel. Film is subjective. Like Jeremy said, especially in the Halloween community, I, I, I literally gathered this line from you, Sean. I, maybe it was on a horrors hollowed grounds or something you said years ago, but you, you, you made the statement and you're so true in saying so that the Halloween franchise is one of the most passionate, if not the most passionate in the, in the, in the horror community. Like they're like, it's like the star Wars, like the star (laughs) Wars, the star, like it's above and beyond Marvel and DC and all that shit. We take this shit very seriously, but don't hurt others, especially your friends and people that you follow. Like let people feel what they're going to feel. You know, that's just, that's where I leave it. So ladies and gentlemen, that is our, review of Halloween ends and we have to thank 
again, Sean Clark, two years in a row, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends for coming on our show, gracing our presence after an amazing weekend. I feel like, dude, I can't understand how you're still alive and breathing and awake right now, but you are... You're a superhero, dude. You you have the power of the shape inside you to be able to do this after all that. So seriously, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. And if our listeners want to find you, like they already can't, but on social media, your show, where can they find you? Well, I still have a few more things to say about this. But... Oh, <laughs> do go it, ahead. Do it, do it. Go ahead, dude. Yeah, this is... Uh, I, one thing I want to say real quick is I hope you find love. It's my fucking favorite line in the entire movie, Corey's Corey's stepdad. Well, you know what's funny about that is Chris said to me, he goes, yeah, there was a few, he goes, there was a few moments that got laughs that wasn't meant to be. And I go like, what? And he said that, I hope you find love line apparently wasn't meant to be funny. No fucking way. Yeah, but it was funny. I laughed my ass off. Dude, I, I scream laugh. I laughed so yeah. he's watching fucking was it hard target with uh Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. and then the next thing you know he's like I hope you find love yeah I'm like holy fuck I laughed so goddamn hard one thing I noticed is I was like looking at the mom the over you know exaggerated mom and I was thinking I know her where do I know her from and uh she's been in a ton of stuff I looked her up but the thing I knew her from is I'm a huge fan of the movie Real Genius I just got Mal the Kilmer. new 4K. I just got the new 4K two weeks ago. That was Mitch's it. mom from Real Genius. I didn't even connect the dots there. Holy shit! Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And she's playing yeah. another mom in this movie. Yeah. Um. So a couple other comments I had was, what happened to Lindsay Wallace? She was barely in this movie. Yep. That I felt like they really didn't use her, uh, in this movie very much. Um. Also, uh, another interesting thing is, do you know, originally they, they were talking about having Nick Castle play the bum, which I think, I mean, I thought the guy that played the bum was great, but how cool would it have been to see? He says, says, I'm Michael Myers though. That would have been perfect. Yeah. That and the fact that, you know, the old Myers gets killed by the new Myers. That could have been kind of neat, but yeah, but at least he, he got his, his little cameo party scene. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah see anything you like <laughs> i was like oh you know? shit that was that was a fun cameo dude we, we yeah. all cheered well actually all of like three or four of us cheered when we saw him because the rest yeah. of the crowd didn't know didn't who know who he was, was. Yeah, yeah of course yeah. yeah um but one thing i, I made me think when I mean, you were talking jeremy about the experience of seeing h2o in the theater i went to the premiere of h2o um as a fan like we won like a contest to get to go to the premiere and uh and jamie was there and everything and it was such an incredible night because i met i met janet lay that night oh yeah the one the only time i ever met her and i got her autograph um wish i had gotten a photo with her yeah but um but i tell you in that theater when she when she chopped his head off, dude, the whole place standing ovation went nuts. Yep. And I and I just remember the 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 goosebumps I got when she, when she grabbed the axe and just goes, "Michael," you know. I, I mean, got that, him last night watching it at home, and I got it yeah. opening night. I think it, that was the first Halloween movie I saw in theaters, and I got him yeah. then. And I revisited it last night as a palate cleanser. 
And holy shit, dude, like that must have been the coolest fucking thing ever to be there. Because for me, at least, yeah. H2O is one of my favorite Halloween movies. I think it's one of the best, Same. personally. Same. And, and, and I have to thank, thank you for being involved with those extras and those special features and that original Halloween box set, because we wouldn't have all that behind the scenes stuff with Josh Hartnett and, and all the rest of the cast and crew that you guys got. That's one of my favorite things ever. And I just have to thank you for that while you mentioned that. I appreciate it. That Josh Hartnett in interview wasn't easy to get. <laughs> I, could, I could tell. I'm sure. We went through a lot to get that, but uh, he was super cool. It was a great interview. It was his people that made it very difficult. Mm -hmm. So one of, one of my employees today was like, man, I watched the new Halloween movie and I was pretty disappointed in it. And I said, you know, I went from like watching it and then being angry because it's like, man, you had these filmmakers had an opportunity here and I feel like they squandered it. To I literally said to her, I said, and then it kind of was like the period of acceptance where I'm like, okay, well, it is what it is. It exists. And this is the story that they told. That's not changing now. And I, I told her, I said, you know, ultimately, ultimately, at the end of the day, I have Halloween, Halloween 2. I've got H2O. I really dig Halloween 4. And I enjoy all the Halloween films on some level, you know, but at least I have one, two, H2O and H4. So if anything else, I'm good with that. I can revisit those anytime this new film and, and my feelings on it doesn't change those films that I love. And so when I want to watch a Halloween movie, I'm going to go to those or if I'm feeling adventurous, fuck, I might watch resurrection. I might watch one of the fucking I watched resurrection last night for the first time since I saw it in theaters. Cause yep. the new 4k came out and I was like, <laughs> and Hey, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm not one to not back down on my thoughts, but I did back down on my thoughts after I saw ends. I said, Hey man, Resurrection's looking really good right about right now, and uh, I was wrong. So, ladies and gentlemen, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Hey, it, when you watch a movie for the first time, things happen to you. It's emotions, but yeah, no, never, never mind. Never, never, never mind. You know, I give <laughs> David Gordon Green and um, uh, Danny McBride a lot of props for breathing new life into the Halloween franchise, for better or for worse. They've raised the Halloween franchise. I mean, you know, Halloween is alive again. There's we have all this Halloween merchandise from the other films we love, partly because of the popularity of these films. And I think these films being so popular and doing sixty million dollars this weekend and everything is just going to ensure that we're going to get more and more of the stuff we love. And at the end of the day, I'm grateful for that. Um, and, uh, you know, and the the team involved, I mean, dude, James U. Courtney was a great Myers. I mean, you know. He's in my I, top three. He's in my yeah, top I three. Mean, He's fucking amazing. You, you got to give him props. I, you know, and I'm not just saying this because he's one of my best friends and my podcast co-host, but the stuff Chris Nelson did, I love, I, I love the masks he made. Um, you know, how great was it? We got three Halloween movies in a row that had some continuity with the masks. You know what I mean? I, own, I own a version of each one too. Yeah. You know? So it's, I mean, it, look at Halloween four five and six. I mean, you know what I mean? It's nice. We had continuity with the masks. Um, and I think he did a great job. Um, I think he, I think he's hung up his Halloween 
stuff forever. <laughs> you never know. It, you know, uh, if if something happens down the road, you never know. But do you do you believe that that Blumhouse, that Trankus and and Blumhouse are going to reoption each other for another Halloween spinoff franchise thing? Well, I mean, Trankus is in control. Oh, for ultimate. sure, for sure. Um, but uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I can't say for sure yeah. where that's going to go. I, I don't think anything's going to happen soon. Um, I think Malik is uh, is kind of glad to be done with it for now and probably wants to take a long break. Um, but, you know, all it takes is the phone ringing and somebody throwing a crazy number and, and then, you know, you're off and running in the next direction. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much longer he's going to want to do it, you know, before maybe he sells the franchise to somebody I, I i don't know um i mean but look at like you know friday the 13th how long it's just been sitting you know yeah. it's like or nightmare on um, elm street too yeah yeah i mean the, the money that's the that could be, be being made and you know and i've said this i'm kind of getting like a broken record i've said this quite a few times you've probably heard me say it that these characters jason freddie myers they're gonna outlive all of us they are the new Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein. They are gonna con- they're gonna be making these movies long after we're dead. Um, we're we're not gonna. It's a bummer to think we're probably not gonna see all of them. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, I'm a big Star Wars fan. You know, they're not. I'm not gonna see every Star Wars movie ever. You know that they're, they're gonna be. You know, it's 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 gonna li- outlive all of us. And it's a trip when you think about that, but um, I guess the older I get, you know, I'm 52 now, um, you start thinking about mortality a lot more. And then as you lose people around you, 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 you know, you start to think about that more, you know, yeah. um, we were talking earlier before we came on, you know, we lost Ted White this weekend and, and you were super connected to him, right? Yeah. I repped him for God, i don't even know how long now um geez uh I, I can't even remember i'd have to go back and figure out how long it's been it's you know it's been a long time um and um we became close you know i i went over to his house several times um like during the pandemic and uh i think the last time i went and visited him was about I'll have to check my phone, figure it out, but it maybe seven, eight months ago. Um, and I've been periodically checking in with his wife, Jerry, and just seeing how he was doing. Cause the last time I went to see him, it wasn't good. I mean, his dementia had, he didn't know who I was. Um, and, um, he came out of it every once in a while and, would say something, but then would go back into it, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was sad. It was, it was really sad. Um, so as, as sad as I am that he's gone, I'm relieved that it went down the way it did, uh, that he passed in his sleep at home. That's, that's, we should all be so lucky. Um, and I feel relief for his wife, even though I'm, you know, I'm sure she's heartbroken. I know she, she was dealing with a lot because she also takes care of her mother who is like 93. And so she was, she was looking after two people, 
um because her mother was living in their 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 uh guest house in the back <clears throat> and um so I'm just waiting to hear if there's going to be services or whatever is going to happen. But I found out from Tom Morga, he actually texted me on Friday when I was setting up at the convention and, and told me, and then I, I texted Jerry and just to confirm it. And she, she confirmed that, you know, he had passed in his sleep and blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, I mean that, you know, you start to think of the reality, you know, I mean, I've, you know, I'm, I'm there this weekend, you know, working with Tom Atkins, who's 86, you know, and he's another guy I'm really close to, you know, and, you know, you start to think to yourself, wow, you know, that 10 years from now, he's 96, where yep. Ted, Ted was, you know, you have to come to the realization that, you know, time is short and precious, you know, and, um, you know, and I've had these conversations with even Tom, you know, who have said, Hey, I don't know how much longer I can do these, yeah. you know? Um, so it's, uh, you know, count every moment, you know, and, and cherish them because, you know, we're all this close away from, you know, anything can happen to any of us, you know? So I just want to say age, the not even just age, just wanted to say on the air, Sean, to you directly, uh, as you were talking about pre-show, uh, how close you were with Ted and how much he meant to you as a person, not just a client, but as a friend. I'm so sorry for your loss and, and, and to our fans that listen that are, I mean, you listen to this show, so you know how highly we hold him in regard in terms of horror history and as the best Jason in the franchise and just a great guy. Jeremy, you've met him before. You you had a picture Several that you times, posted yeah. the same time. Times, yeah. um, and also to comment on what you were saying about Tom Atkins, I've met Tom three times, but it's the same reason that you just said that. And I told my wife that um, why I'm meeting him again at Chiller later this month, because I said, I need to get him one, at least meet him and talk to him one last time. Cause you never know um, when you get yeah. these opportunities to meet these people that you look up to that, are amazing talents that are in these movies that you're so passionate about. Um, take those, th those moments and, and, and value them and don't ever forget them because they're going to be special to you. And most of the time they're special to them as well. So, um, yep. Again, so sorry yeah. for your loss. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, I hate that term. So sorry for your loss. <laughs> I, I, cause it's all of our losses, you know, yeah, I mean, he's a loss sure. for all of us, you know, he was, uh, you know, uh, he, it, somebody like him, you know, we all lost him and it wasn't just me, you know. Um, um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a bummer. And, um, and you, you know, I want to, I want to say this and, and it's funny as I'm, I'm gonna, I was going to record something tonight on my own just about this to add, I was going to add it on since the episode got taken down and I'm going to do some re-editing and I was going to add this to it since it's kind of breaking news, if you will, I was going to just do a little bit about Ted, but you know, I want some people to know, and I don't know if they'll ever see this, but you know, the last couple appearances he made uh, over the last year or two, there were some incidences with fans um, where 
you know, I just want them to know it wasn't anything they did. He was not all there. You know, he had moments where he would get confused and he would get angry and lash out. And, um, we had a few, you know, we had a few times where fans, you know, almost were brought to tears, you know, cause he got angry and aggressive, not touching, you know, he didn't get all busey on nobody. I mean, <laughs> he just, you know, he got verbally like agitated and, um, we tried to explain to them, you know, Hey, you know, don't take it personal. He, you know, and that's where I made the decision with his wife that he can't do this anymore. And no. it was a tough de decision because he didn't know he couldn't do it anymore, you know? And, and we talked and, and she was grateful that I came to her with it. I said, look, I love him. And, you know, I, I, you know, he may, part of him enjoys doing this, but he, I mean, it got to the point where the girls that work for me, none of them wanted to work with him because he was, it, it, they, it, he always put them in a weird situation where they're having to apologize to an, a, a fan or because what would happen is it was always something small. Like a fan would go, Oh, could you put, could you write blah, blah, blah or something? He'd well, go, what, what get the hell out of here. You know, here, take your thing. And he would get mad. And it wasn't, it was, it was reactionary. Sure. And, and it was a defense mechanism mm -hmm. and it happened to me a few times. He, he, he lashed out at me a few times. Um, and then he wouldn't remember having, having done it, you know? Um, and that's why I said to Jerry, I said, he can't, he can't do it anymore. We, I, I this, this is, I, I, this is like elder abuse. I can't, yeah. I, I, I can't do it anymore. I don't mm -hmm. want, you know? And we, we got to a point where we made the way we we're like, okay, if he's going to do it, you have to come as well. His wife, cause she could, she knew how to chill him out. And, um, but then it was like, you know, she said, I'm just so grateful that you actually, you know, that, that, that I didn't have to come to you with this, that you came with because she felt the same way. Like sure. it, 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 he couldn't do it anymore. So we made the decision that that was it. You know, he's, you know, and we did some private signings while he still could, you know, um, during the pandemic, you know, I, I did a few private signings for dealers. Mm -hmm. Um, but then that got tough to where he would sign like five things and then like get irritated and didn't want to do it. So I would have to leave the stuff with her and it would take a couple months just to sign a hundred things, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, but then again, I even told her then I said, look, I, all you have to do is tell me no. And this ends, right? This all ends. I, if you want the money, you know, if you leave, by all means, I'll help, but don't feel obligated. I don't want you to, I, I don't need sure. this. I'm good. I'm good mm -hmm. ending this right now. You know, I, I don't need to drag over boxes of shit that these dealers are sending me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it was just a good excuse to go over and see Ted, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, so, so the last couple of times I went to see him was just to see him. Yeah. So.
And it's crazy how quickly it happened. Cause I, I went over to his house. I want to say it was his birthday. I want to say 2019. I want to say it was 2019 or no, it might've been 2020. Um, it was just because the pandemic hadn't happened yet. And we went and had, we went and had a steak at this restaurant near his house. He liked, and he drove, you know, and he wow, was, shit. he was good, you know? Um, but shit, six months later, he wasn't driving anywhere again. You know, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it, it happened real, the, you know, there were signs of it for the last four. Well, I'm going to say now five years from where we are now, but when it hit, it rapidly started to really hit the dementia. Yeah. So, and it's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a bummer. I remember I walked in and, and he said to me and he goes, he goes, Hey, he goes, are you in the business? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And, and Jerry's like, he's your agent, Ted. And he's all, you are, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and he's like, oh, and it was, you know, kind of heartbreaking, man. And I, I took Nay with me and I, he used to have a crush <laughs> on Nay and he would, always, he'd flirt with her. And I'm like, he's going to remember you. He'll, he's going to remember you for sure. He didn't remember. Yeah. Oh. And he's like, but he started flirting with her again. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> came back. Yeah, he's like, you you should be in the business. He likes to say the business. You should it. you should be in the business. You should be an actress. You're pretty. Yeah. So. But dude, he he's he's an icon and uh sorely missed. And you know, I'm thank you know, not to rub it in, Justin, but I'm I'm thankful that I got to meet him the times that I did, and he was always a, a class act when I met him. And you know, thanks to you know, not to not to wax your car, Sean, but thanks to people like you and what you do in your career, you, you bring people and make them accessible to us fans. So we're, you know, very fortunate when we're able to meet the people that we grew up idolizing and, and watching on the big screen. So thanks for all the years of uh, bringing him out and, you know, bringing him to the fans means it means, you know, I, I know that this is just like second nature to you because this is what you've done for a very long time now. Um, and I know that people thank you, um, but truly it means, so much when when you bring these people to these shows it 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 means more than maybe sometimes you know and i'm sure you do know but it uh it certainly does mean the world when you get to to meet your heroes and it's my main motivator it's my main motivator to be honest with you i mean yes obviously it's how i pay my bills but but there's nothing more satisfying than sitting back and watching the fans come up and have that moment and and you know that you were responsible for putting that together. You know, I mean, I felt that so immensely during the Jamie Lee Curtis event, you know, watching me, you know, these people that never thought they'd ever get near her finally get to have their moment. And she is there for them. And, you know, not like catching her at a book signing. I hope she'll sign that Halloween item. She's there to do it. And she's happy to, I mean, it, it was great to be able to, facilitate that um and one last thing that i i thought was an interesting uh side note that 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 hit me on saturday night or saturday when i woke was it friday night or saturday i don't know when i was at the event this weekend i didn't realize it until just after 
when I got the text message from Tom Morga telling me he had passed, I was literally standing maybe 20 feet from the spot I met Ted White at for the first time. Just a weird coincidence. It was in that same building that I met him uh, years ago. And I just thought that was, I, it didn't hit me till later when I put that together. And I was like, holy shit, that yeah, is kind of eerie. Yeah. You know? So anyway, um, you know what it's, uh, as we get older, we're going to deal with this more and more. And, uh, yes, no, yes, another thing are. that's crazy, crazy thought we, you know, we've lost, we've lost Steve Dash, Richard Brooker, Ted White. We have yet to lose a Myers. We 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 have not. You're you're absolutely right. And I thought about that the other day. I'm like, as I started that Friday the Thirteenth poster, I was like, "Fuck, man!" You know, we've we've lost a couple of the greats on here. Um, yeah. And then I thought about Halloween, and I'm like, "Fuck, man! Not a one, not a yeah. one." So uh, as most of their agent, can you just like mail them out multivitamins, like every single one of them and go ahead <laughs> and go ahead and schedule their, uh, their checkups, please. Cause we need to, we need to take care of these guys and, and make sure they're good. Yeah. Uh, I can't send any to Tony Moran. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. I joke. I joke. <laughs> oh man. But Dude, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, um, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy when you think about it, but that- look, look, look at the horror. I the, the directors that we've lost, man. We've lost Toby. We've lost Wes, Wes, uh, Stuart Gordon, you Romero. know, Romero. Fuck man. Like I said, with the whole multivitamin thing, somebody send John Carpenter, like the, the fucking gummies, the, vi- the vitamin gummies, <laughs> Somebody send them to Don Coscarelli, to Sam Raimi. Fuck, send them to all those guys. Like, Jesus Christ. That's crazy. It's crazy when you think about it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, enjoy them while you have them. Absolutely. Cherish them, and their films will be in our minds and our hearts forever. Thanks again, Sean, for joining us on this episode, talking about Halloween ends, and of course, I mean, I think the most important part and the most special part here is just, I mean, this is dedicated to Ted White 100%. Um, leading up to this episode, I, I thought about doing something. I mean, I've already covered the final chapter on a separate episode, but you always want to do something special when you lose your heroes. And again, what you did here was beautiful. And we hope you as fans will be able to celebrate in this in his memory. Um now is your part, Sean, for if you want to tell our listeners where they can find you. I mean, they already know who you are. That's why they're coming and tuning in on this episode. But your different endeavors that you do, Thing with Two Heads, Horrors Hollowed Grounds, where they can find you on YouTube and on social media. On Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, it's at Malfunction, M-A-L-F-U-N-C-S-E-A-N. And uh, Facebook, um, it's, I think it's Sean Clark official is the Facebook page. Um, and there's a Horrors Hod Grounds Facebook page as well. But I kind of post the same shit on both pages. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, hopefully I've got, I've got a ton of new content shot um, that I will 
hopefully have some time to finish editing and get up soon. Lots of new Horizontal Grounds episodes. Um, I got a, I shot a couple cool little things this weekend. I'm going to try to throw up. Uh, we did this really fun taste test video this weekend um, where I had taken a, a bunch of crazy drinks that fans had sent me. And instead of just me and Chris trying them, it was me, Chris, Nelson, James Jude Courtney, Nick Castle, and Jeffrey Combs. Uh, we all tried them. <laughs> and uh, so we shot that. And oddly enough, just after we finished shooting that, uh, Chris announced that he he was going to give Nick and James their masks from ENDS. And I go, wait, we got to film that. So we filmed him taking them out and, and presenting each of them their personal masks, their screen-used masks that they get to keep. So I, I documented that moment, which was kind of cool. That's amazing. Huh. Yeah, that was fun. This weekend was bizarre. It was bizarre. Like we had this room, we had our own room where Nick, where Nick and James was, and Chris was there Saturday only. But it was so weird because it was like our own room. Uh, it was like a boardroom that had a flat screen, and, and we could shut the door, and lock it, and it was like our own thing. And at one point, it just happened to show up. And so did Ricky Rocket from Poison. And they were literally hanging out in our room at the same time. It was so strange. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it was fun, though. They're, like, they're both huge fans of the Halloween franchise, even though, you know, Mickey's been in Rob's, uh, Rob's yeah. film. But um, it, it was neat. It was, uh, And then Mickey started following me on Instagram today, which I thought was, I was like, holy shit, a monkey is following me. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, that was really cool. He's such a cool guy. Such a cool guy. That's awesome. Well, hopefully you get to uh, relax a little bit while, while you're home before you go off on your next adventure. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully get, I'm just going to get caught up on work and start prepping for chiller. Yep. So. Well, we'll see you there. We'll Justin see you there. Be there. And, yeah. yeah, and of course, Sean, you will be seeing Terrifier 2 as well. Yep. Yes. Yeah, hopefully this week. Yeah. But th thanks so much again. In a matinee. That's the thing that pisses me off. They're, they're all They're probably night. playing it two times at night because <laughs> I always, I purposely only go to matinees because I hate people. I, yeah. I hate people and I don't want anybody in the theater bugging me. Um, so uh, I know I'm going to have to deal with some annoying people. Uh, but I'm, I'm I've, heard, I've heard your stories on your show and I'm with yeah. you. Luckily I work for and book movies at an Alamo draft house. So we don't have those problems because if anyone fucks around, we just kick them the fuck out of the door. Um, but any normal theater, yeah, it's a pain. Yeah, I wish why, I had an Alamo near me. It, 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 when you see for me, I, I love the idea of reserved seating. Cause if it's a screening, that's like, if, if you're looking at it like a half hour out and you're like, Oh shit, there's only like 10 people in this thing. Not, saying that I want Terrifier 2 to have only 10 people in the theater, but you're like, oh, should I can sit way in the back or in your preferred spot and possibly not be bothered, but yeah, because this is the kind of movie where I feel like people are going to say shit, especially like regular moviegoers that aren't aware, but again, ladies and gentlemen, we're going long on this one, so thanks again for listening. I'm Justin. I'm Jeremy. And you can find us on social media, literally everywhere at Epic Film Guys. The Brain Stew crew is everywhere, and we're literally everywhere that podcasts can be found. And we thank you again for listening to this episode. Our view of Halloween ends with the Halloween guy. <laughs>
and also dubbed by Netflix horror expert Sean Clark. There he is. Thanks so, so much for listening. And until next time, we always ask you to keep it creepy. Brain still.